right, man. <coughs> wow, dropping a little Whitey Ford and Santana on me. I love it. Whitey Ford, that's uh, Everlast. Everlast. He originally went by Whitey Ford when he was coming up in the hood with Ice-T in the NWA. Get the fuck out of here. Are you serious? Absolutely, man. The guy opened for NWA, and he was, he was uh, a big... Not a big... He was, uh, Everlast uh, is white. Yes, he was white. Yes, he was called Whitey Ford. <laughs> and then he went by Everlast when he had his big breakout in like uh, the late 90s. And uh, he was on... That was from the Supernatural album... The 18th studio album from Santana. Man, that is Dude. such a classic uh, disc there, man. With the, they had Rob Thomas. Remember oh, that? Oh, yeah. That's why they like, smooth. Yeah, that's one of those. That's <laughs> yes, why I had. Dude, uh, dude I, that's why I, I was going to play Maria Maria. Oh, one wow. One of the best songs Santana ever. That's played. right, man. Yeah. I listened to it, and then this song came on, and I couldn't believe Dude. How, I mean, Carlos Santana, this had to be, I mean. It's an incredible uh, album, dude. What did you tell Everlast? (laughs) Nah, dude, just talk for four minutes and play these two chords over and over again. I'll do the rest. I'm going to (laughs) solo my life away. Dude, they want (laughs) to. Dude, the whole song is just him doing incredible guitar riffs. It's fantastic. No, it's like, it gives me chills just thinking about it. The worst lyrics. The worst lyrics in the world with the most incredible guitar behind them. It's crazy because Santana could have just released that song as like a solo hymn singing through his instrument. And it would have been beautiful. It's still a good jam. I mean, it's, you know. It's got no. The words are so dumb, dude. I can't listen to that song. It's so dumb. It's, it's all so right. Dumb. I mean, I it won a Grammy, bro. Shut the fuck. Because of Santana. Well, that's what I'm saying. It was all Santana. But the yeah. what I like about it is he he won a Grammy in spite of Everlast. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. I really like it because it's a mix of cultures. And in the '90s, we were really big as a culture about mixing cultures. Because we weren't about division, we yeah. were about being together and mixing and, and how beautiful America was because of this coming together of these different groups, right? You have Santana and Everlast coming together, white hip-hop guy and Hispanic guitar player, right? Like, that's beautiful. Let's see what kind of chemistry is created through this, you know? And, like, that was the I times, man. The beauty of Santana was also the problem with Santana. He is a beautiful artist, you know, with that guitar. And if you are also an artist at your craft, you're going to mix well. You know what I mean? Like, uh, <clears throat> smooth. You cannot tell where Rob Thomas's genius starts <laughs> and Santana's genius ends. You know what I mean? It's a very Rob mixed- Thomas's genius always starts at uh, 3 a.m., I believe, is where... Uh- <laughs> It's 3 a.m. He's just lonely. <laughs> I think that's where Rob Thomas always, his genius always begins at 3 a.m. Feeling lonely. <laughs> well, he's just waiting to get into the real world. Well, because, yeah, well, he's feeling quite unwell. I don't know if people know that. <laughs> that's sick. <laughs> unwell. Just a little unwell. <laughs> Yeah, see, Everlast, that's how shitty you are. We spent more time talking about <laughs> Rob Thomas. Rob Thomas is an interesting guy, though. There's a lot to he talk really about is. with Rob Thomas. Like, there's a lot of weird, sh- I mean, not weird stuff, to be honest. I'm just kind of uh, 
I'm into the dude's Rob music, Thomas I guess. really uh, <laughs> responsible for like half the hairdos of the late uh, 90s, early 2000s. I, you know, Matchbox 20, you look back on it, all right, not bad. You know what I'm saying? Like they oh, kind of had some bad. gems, dude. Yeah. Great bad. <laughs> but yeah, listen to Santana. Anybody, if you haven't listened to that album, he, he, he props to him. You're right. He kind of just combined with everybody that was popular at the time from every different culture. Well, you have and made to. an album. And it was a great album. But nobody did it like he did, where he made a whole album on it. Well, here's the thing about Santana and guys, you know, in his, on his level there. Uh, you, you don't hear anybody talk about you know, Joey Satriani or Jeff Beck. Not a lot of Jeff Beck fans. You know, like, yeah. the, there aren't huge fan bases for these guitar virtuosos. You know, these dudes who just, they sing through their instrument. Right, so they need to be yeah. coupled with other musicians and and other singers who can kind of convey you know music in those other ways. Uh, so Santana, you know, I, I mean, personally, me, I could put on an album of Santana just playing guitar and nobody else, and I will be I fully entertained by that experience. But uh, in order to win a Grammy or be in the pop scene, be played on the radio, right? Well, I'm going to wail on this guitar incredibly, and then I'm going to get Rob Thomas to sing whatever he wants over it. And, and take notice, uh, uh, DJ Khaled. <laughs> this, this man was half of the, 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 you know what I mean? He was half of the genius of the song. Never once said his name. <laughs> Maria, Maria, yo, this car loves Santana. <laughs> Another one. No, it'd be Unmas. Unmas. <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. I don't speak Spanish. I'm an idiot. Santana, Santana, Unmas. Ultra Mas. <laughs> It's a Santana! Atromas! <laughs> Never once! Take, take, take note, DJ Khaled! And I guess, well, I guess, to be fair, DJ Khaled, you're right. Because you're not actually an artist in the song. Okay. <clears throat> He's literally DJ Khaled, though. He's Notice how Santana's agent, who set this up, didn't come in and go, Santana's agent! <laughs> Kyle Bernstein! You know? <laughs> Another one. Another one! It's funny because, in a weird way, I love that DJ Khaled exists. It's nice that he's out there and, like... Doing, doing another one. You know, he's always bringing us another one. You know, and I kind of like. At first, it was a little annoying, but another one. <laughs> I forgot I had that. But now, now I'm kind of like every time I'm like, is 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 this another one? And then he hits it with it, and he's like, Yeah, here it is. Here it is. It's another one. And you're like, All right, DJ Khaled's in the house, man. So like, I've kind of I'm at this point now with DJ Khaled where like. I embrace the idea that the man has zero musical talent, probably obviously cannot even play a musical instrument, as evidenced by the video online where he uh, can't play an acoustic guitar gifted to him by the Marley family. But um, I kind of like that the dude's out there and he was somehow able to finagle these, you know, uh, other 
more creative individuals and put together music that's fun to listen to for a lot of people. So, I mean, uh, credit goes to where it's due, I think. You know, the, the dude tapped into his talent, which is being a leader and bringing people together. That's true. And to be fair, I do not speak guitar. Maybe Santana said this is Santana with the guitar. It's like, possible he starts every song with the same riff and it translates to another one. We're not too another sure one. about it. But... <laughs> and you might not know because maybe he's doing guitar Spanish. And I don't speak guitar Spanish. Yeah, You're correct, Spanish. sir. That's right. English um, guitar. I, yeah. I, that's, <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know. It's just how it goes. Oh, man. Well, I, I really enjoyed it. And it reminded me again of a, it was 1998 or whatever when that album came out. So it kind of um, brought back memories to me of the crossover of the late 80s, probably 10 years prior, 88, I would imagine, or around then, with Run DMC and Aerosmith. Oh, wow. I heard that the other day. Dude, such a great song. I love the original Aerosmith, but I also really love the combo jam. Yeah, they, they exist in their own worlds, and I Dude, equally have an appreciation video. for them. Well, the video is why I think I love the remake song. The video's for awesome. Sure. You're right. And that was kind of at the, uh, that was back when the videos were a little crude, you know, and they weren't using all these weird special effects. It was just clearly like Aerosmith and some other people in a studio, and they were like <laughs> filming the scene, you know? <laughs> Simpler times. Yeah, we got wacky with it. Remember the like making of the music video, and we were watching NSYNC hang from wires with a green screen, and we're like, all right, I think I'm done with the music Whoa, video. Oh, dude, did you see that whole thing about the International Space Station? I did not. Is it is it falling? Dude, I think it I think it done fell. <laughs> wow, actually? No way. Yo, so there's some wild claims coming out from other uh countries and there's like a bunch of videos going around, they're compilations of it's obvious like some of these clips, it's obvious they're using a green screen in some of them. And then there's other ones where like the one guy's foot gets tangled up in the cable. I've been waiting a long time for you to jump on board with this one. I have been watching these videos for years now. And yes, <laughs> there are... <laughs> Welcome aboard, my friend, to the... <laughs> space is fake, folks. They are faking everything about space to like, us. Like, oh, I'm not saying it's fake, but... swallow this red pill and... Uh... <laughs> yeah, jump. Come on board, my friends. Welcome. Yes, if you look at all these video images from um, the... Uh, shots within the space shuttle and also the International Space Station, there are all sorts of uh, breaks in the feed where you can see people hanging from harnesses. Uh, dudes disappear. Their hands uh, you know, go in and out of the uh, visual items and objects come in and out of the uh, screen. It's very obvious that they are not in space and that they are being filmed on some sort of studio. Just like it's so obvious now. Why isn't, why isn't it more obvious to most people how fake the Neil Armstrong moon landing is? I know, dude. It's 2023. We can't get to that. I was a kid, and I distinctly remember asking people, like, how did they film that? <laughs> like, how did they film that dude walking off that thing? You know what? I got to tell you, the, the minute... Because I was always on the fence about it, right? 
the minute I jumped onto the We Didn't Go was when uh, Virgin Galactic did their first trial run where they went into space. Oh, yeah. And remember the camera failed? That's right. And I was like, yes, this is what happens on your first trip to space. The camera fails. You don't get this perfect shot, one small step for man. You know what I mean? What are we talking about with, like, Ghost of Kiev? You know what I mean? It's too perfect. Dude, the one small... The whole thing is so unbelievable. Even just the stillness of the frame of the shot. Are you fucking kidding me? Who filmed Uh, the dude getting off the fucking ship onto the moon? It is the most still camera shot. I can't even replicate that shot in my backyard with today's modern technology. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? You need a film studio to perfectly... in still motion, film a guy getting off. There, I remember, too, the explanation was the dude in the uh, spaceship floating around the moon waiting for them to float back off the moon into their spaceship run by the power of a uh, Nintendo 64. Uh, no, no, they, Game Boy. Of a Game Boy, sorry. Game Boy. The power of a Game Boy. They... <laughs> Same computing power. <laughs> same string, same so, CPU. So Neil Armstrong floats down on the moon, lands, and while the whole thing is happening, this guy orbiting the moon for this long period of time stops moving and perfectly in still motion films Neil Armstrong stepping off the ladder, dude. Not only that, Are you sends kidding me? the signal back to <laughs> no. the Earth. Where the signal then is just projected to everybody's TV, bro. It's 2023. <laughs> I still can't get this. I still can't get a signal in the basement of these schools. My signal cut out during the Taylor Swift game because too many people were watching. It was insane. <laughs> it was an overload on the system, man. <laughs> oh, to be fair, it was Ryan Reynolds and Taylor Swift watching Kelsey. I mean, uh, Frank, what are we doing here? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It gets too hot in Texas and they lose power for three days. Like, I, there's no <laughs> way we live transmitted this dude. No, no, I still can't, I still cannot stay connected through a tunnel. If I'm on the phone <laughs> no. and I go through a tunnel, dude, I'm done. You're not Gotta even call kidding. you back. Gotta we, call you back. You drive through the Eisenhower Tunnel here in Colorado when you're going up to the mountains, dude. You are out of signal and out of range for four minutes. Done. Guaranteed. And we've been dude. doing this for 50 years. <laughs> we've been doing this for 50 years. But first time to the moon? Nope. Live feed. No problem. Live feed. Not even a fuzz on the screen. Perfect visuals. Nobody farted. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's one small step for man plus dude come on you guys the first thing you set up was one small satellite on russia one small <laughs> satellite on, on china now we're looking at both of them that's one laser beam on the moon for america and <laughs> get out of here i i just don't understand why still today people believe that come on man that was faked. Absolutely. Yeah. It was filmed in a yeah. studio. There is just no way. I'm not saying we didn't get to the moon. I don't know. We don't know what's going on up there. That's the point. They are not telling us what is happening up there. That's why we're getting these bullshit images of people disappearing on green screen up at the International Space Station. You know, who knows what's going on in space? It seems really weird that you'd be like, all right, we're going to build this station that's orbiting. The Earth, I mean, you have something that's already orbiting the Earth. 
and it, it's a geosynchronous orbit, so like you could just put a base on the moon and it's always facing Earth. So it's like a perfect like if you if you had the capacity to go to the moon, why would you even build the space station? Why not just build the base on the moon? It's almost it'd be easy. It, like from an engineering standpoint. Yes. Why do we stop? Engineering standpoint, if I've gotten to the moon, it's it's easier to to build on a on a stationary platform than to build a floating. Because you have to main the pro, one of the problems with the space station is you have to maintain speed. It's like one hundred thirty thousand miles per hour. Yes, absolutely. And also, you know? why did we stop? Like, what if we were there? We went there to hit some golf balls and collect some dust. Really? Why wouldn't we start building and you know exploring? You guys are, you guys are so you guys you guys for sure one hundred percent went to the moon. You left. All the safety of the uh, magnetic field, you left all, you know what I mean? You left the radiation belt, all that, you went, you know, it was fine. But now that we are going to go back, we're just going to keep everybody within those belts. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Do you know uh, Werner, Werner von, whatever, the, the one of the Nazis we took when Operation Paperclip? Werner von Braun? Von Braun, okay, on his tombstone, I believe, is engraved uh, the quote from Genesis about the firmament. What what is it? Uh, I believe it's about how in the you know in the beginning God <clears throat> separated the waters from above uh, and the waters from below and created the firmament. And the idea is we are not able to pass the firmament. Mm. <clears throat> and so it's interesting that I I'm pretty sure uh, that it's on his uh, gravestone or some mention of the firmament and. It just kind of plays into the theory that um, maybe they know more about space than they're leading on, and that's why they had to fake all these uh, explorations. It's very possible we simply cannot make it to the moon. But it's also equally possible there's Nazi bases on the moon. You know what I'm saying? It's like both... <clears throat> that's how crazy we this world is right now is we either never got there or we have insane super weaponry and like laser uh, guns and and just nazi bases there well it makes sense that they got there and we did it i mean we had to steal their scientists i'm only assuming we couldn't steal their best <laughs> that's you <know>? right dude. <laughs> if you lived if your nation was on the moon could you rule the earth you maybe, can, that's the pro- maybe that's why the Nazis lost. They sent all the smartest people up there. Maybe, or maybe because the moon plays such a you know monumental role on the tides and the way that the Earth functions, they could hold the moon hostage. <laughs> right? We'll blow it at any time! My trigger's on the finger, baby! You know what I'm saying? You thought, Bru- you thought Bruce Willis retired? <laughs> He's been up here drilling. <laughs> No, you know, he's got that disease, right, where he can't think anymore. Maybe they have Bruce Willis up there with his finger on the trigger. They're like, he, he doesn't know what's going on, man. He could go anytime. He could just push it. This guy's crazy.
possible. Oh, Bruce. <laughs> yeah, I don't like to Dude, make fun I of people. I forgot what they were saying. I just saw something that he made his first, one of his first, like, uh, movie appearances. He's like an extra, he's in a court, he's like an extra in a courtroom scene in, like, a very famous movie in, like, the 80s. Wow, really? Bruce, yeah. huh? I think Bruce Willis did porn. You think so? I'm pretty sure he he did oh, the verdict. I think the he verdict. did some porn right before he hit the Hollywood scene. Could be wrong about it. I thought it was Bruce Willis though. Like and I'm talking old 70s porn, you know, <laughs> like like Oh, whole- so he actually had to have a big dick. Yes, and, and like uh, you know, it was like a movie. It was like a video tape, a VHS, <laughs> you know, porn. You had to act. Yeah. It wasn't one of the yeah, well, yeah, you had to do the whole thing, you know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, but not 100%, but I I I distinctly recall the Oh my god, Color of Night, a porn video. <laughs> Whoa! Soft core. Oh, Bruce, you gentlemen. Yeah. Oh, you you could get the director's cut. It's only got one star though. <laughs> Color of night. What year did this bad boy come out in? Oh, this is a real pornography. This film is essentially a softcore pornographic movie featuring Bruce Willis having sex with Jane Mark. All right, so I I'm correct. Soft porn, probably NC seventeen, right? Rated R know, on today's honestly, but on Bruce today's Bruce standards. Willis is playing a psychiatrist. Oh, scandalous. Yeah. But I guess he's like, fuck, ah, yeah, I gotta, ah, All right, I'll man. Check it, I'll check it out, you know, just for the podcast. Just for the, yeah, for uh, <laughs> informational purposes, right? Investigate, investigative, you know? We need, we need to get the deep dive low down. Like, like the thing. FBI guys that watch all the kid porn that are on the laptops. I'm doing my homework! Just yes, doing I- the homework, <laughs> yeah, I'm just doing the homework, all right? <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, Somebody's got to look at it. <laughs> uh, well, uh, speaking of people having to look at it um, and creepy dudes doing their homework, actually, I got a clip of RFK. I don't know how recent it is, but it cropped up into my zone, and I was very intrigued, and I know you love talking Tony Fauci. We all love talking Tony Fauci, but this is RFK, and he's talking about his book, which I actually would love to read. Uh, The Real Anthony Fauci, I believe, is the title of RFK's book. Uh, Have you checked this out at all, my man? No, I have not, but dude, he's about to get attacked real. You're about to see some... Anything he has... It's all about to come out on RFK. They're, they're going to attack him from both sides. I'm sure they will, and I'm sure he's prepared. He's lived his whole life in a family that has been scrutinized up and down. So he's probably and been, or murdered. And or by pro- the CIA. most definitely <laughs> murdered by the CIA. No doubt. Uh, so here's RFK laying some uh, truth bombs about Tony Fauci and something we've breezed on the past, but I've never heard anything this... Um, uh, descriptive before about what was going on with Tony Fauci and testing on orphans. What? Tony Fauci made sure that none of those kids had guardians, which is illegal. And then he hid what he was doing from the boards. He took foster homes in six states and he turned them over to the pharmaceutical industry. 
He made sure that the people who were running those foster homes were not even, did not even have medical training. Most of them were immigrants who came from the Dominican Republic. They knew nothing about medicine or responsibilities, and they were sickened when they realized slowly what they were involved in doing to these children, that they were torturing these children. And, and you know, there's videos of these children, an old BBC documentary that will make you cry. You, I promise you, you cannot look at these without weeping. There, you know, one of these kids, a 12-year-old who's trying to protect the eight years old, and, and he has a tube in his stomach, and he's telling them, you know, I tried to fight them, and this is what they do if you fight them. You can't fight them. You need to just take the drugs. And the kids didn't want to take them because the drugs were making them horribly sick. And Celia Farber was this amazing researcher who worked on this chapter for me and did a lot of the original research on it. She actually went up to Hawthorne, New York, to the gates of Heaven Cemetery. She found the cemetery where Fauci was disposing of the corpses of these children who, who died in his illegal experiments. She found an open pit. It was actually covered by a uh, by an astroturf carpet. And she opened the astroturf carpet and she saw hundreds and hundreds of tiny little coffins stacked haphazardly on upon each other because these are children who have no parents and nobody was there to protect them. And Tony Fauci treated them as collateral damage. And, you know, his objective was to enlarge the markets for these pharmaceutical companies who he had partnered with by allowing uh, HIV, these toxic, toxic chemotherapy drugs to be given to children. And then the next experiments, which are in the next chapter, which are equally horrendous, yeah. is his experiments in, on African. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tony Fauci, I said uh, this. To be fair, the Africans were cheaper. <laughs> oh, man. No, that's terrible. I didn't even come up with a joke. No, that. dude, I was going to say, I've, I've said this since day one when the, this uh, piece of trash entered our lives. I, I turned to Emma and I said, this right here is the single most evil human being on the planet. And I believed it then. I believe it today. I've known it in my heart since I've ever set eyes and known about Tony Fauci. He is pure evil. This man. I mean, it's, it's over said, which takes away from what it means. This is Hitler level. Yes, it literally is Hitler level. I, I can't. You're, you're torturing masses and, you know what I mean? The undesirables are okay to test on. All I can think about is congratulations, SNL. You decided to have Brad Pitt play a guy who tortures beagles and orphans. Actually, as I was trying to verify this story, uh, remember that chick that like lived with the chimps? Jane Goodall? Jane Goodall. Goodall? Like Goodall. Her, whatever. It's like her and this other guy uh, apparently found she was also t torturing chimpanzees. Wow, Jane Goodall, if I'm not mistaken, was recently at a World Economic Forum summit, and she uh, described how in order to save the planet <clears throat> and the animals, right, uh, we need to shrink the population of the world to like 500 million people. 
They love it, man. These elites, they want oh, to shrink yeah. this population so bad. And I guarantee they're doing it as we speak. You got the vaccines. You got the chemtrails in the skies. We're, the water's poisoned with all these oil tankers blowing up. I mean, we they're poisoning us, man. They're all about it, dude. And Tony Fauci. I love, I love that saying. There's some ideas so, so absurd. Only the educated can believe them. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? I, I'm telling you, man, uh, I knew yeah. I knew in my heart as things were unfolding March and April 2020. I'll never forget, actually, the weekend leading up to the 15th of March 2020. I was at, working at the bar that I, that I was at, and <clears throat> I was telling people openly, there's no way America will ever lock down. And... That's when the NBA started shutting down the games, and all of a sudden we got the phone call, the bar is closing uh, indefinitely, right? And that weekend is when everything kind of spiraled out. And I just, I knew, and I was telling everyone, there's something not right here. This is not real. There, this is not a pandemic, and we shouldn't be shutting down. This is America, and we should be the one country that doesn't shut down. And this weasel, Tony Fauci, was out there on TV every day convincing the public, we got to close the schools, we got to close the businesses, we got to mask up. Oh, now we got a double mask, right? You got to get your booster <laughs> shots now, right? Everybody get your boost. And then maybe someday, maybe we'll go back to open in some sort of new normal. Remember the new normal? New Tony, normal, Tony Fauci, yeah. to me, was the face of the new normal. Uh. And, and he was the big brother of the new normal because we lived in a weird dystopia there for a year where anything this piece of shit said, we had to live by as law. And you know what? Ugh. This dude has been torturing humans since day one. And when you listen to that clip about how he treated the orphans in that little place, it almost kind of feels like how we were treated in 2020 through 2022. You're going to take your medicine, even if it makes you sick. Take it. It's the only way you can go back to normal. But it's not the normal. It's the new normal. Oh, Did you hear the... but you died. Oh. Sorry, myocarditis. <laughs> Did you hear the, uh, the news, though? Uh, Rand Paul, they're actually... I think he filed a petition or something. Whatever <clears throat> they do, he, so like they're going to try to arrest Fauci. Yeah, they're going after. I did see it. Um, and I'm, I'm waiting on... I want to see it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to yeah. hear the news. No, but, the, dude, the emails are pretty devastating. Oh, no, what I mean is I want to see the headline, Fauci indicted. Indicted, yeah. You yeah know. Just like Trump. Just like Trump, exactly. We need, the, we need the Fauci mugshot. Can you imagine? Like, we should at this point be going after Fauci and Dashik with the same fervor we're going after Trump. It's insane oh, as a wish. public we've directed this rage towards Trump when in oh, reality God. Fauci is the man who ruined our lives. He created the fucking virus. No, he he's, created he's it. the one the who emails. subverted our laws to fucking do this in Wuhan. He's the one who was banging the pangolin in the fucking uh, basement over there with the bat. <laughs> like We know it. He, the dude loves his bathhouses. Like, this piece of shit is the reason everything happened. Dude, literally one of the emails is like hours after they found out that this virus got out. He's he's emailing the guy who's in charge of like figuring yes. out where it came from. Yes. He's like, just want you to know. <laughs> <laughs> 
I already looked at it. You don't even got to look. <laughs> Not from this lab. Already checked. Nothing to see here. You might want to go check that market. <laughs> like, literally, it was like two hours after the news came out. Not to us. Like, in their circle. This guy's gross, man. Uh, there's a lot of lot of stuff out there on him, and it's amazing that uh, he has any fans. You remember the Fauci fanatics? And, uh, oh, you know, yeah. the, like, people... Oh, are... they were calling him, like, the sexiest man alive, dude. That's crazy. It was crazy. He became Brad Pitt. He became this hero for people. They were writing songs about him, and they never even thought for one second... Well, I'm going to look into the history of this hero of mine and see, you know, do I really idolize this guy as a deity of mine because uh, <laughs> of this new vaccine he's created? They're still trying to help the beagles that were tortured by him. It's, it's they're literally trying to save these beagles, rescue them, and give them to orphans. those beagles are lucky they can be saved, the orphans weren't so lucky. It's really wild and, and disturbing. Uh, the imagery from his statement, I know he's hard to listen to, but, you know, it's just... Uh, the, the what got me with that one was the stacks of the tiny little coffins in a giant pit. I know. Man. I know. Like, that... I don't know why that just felt extra uh, evil, like cartoonishly evil. Like, Fauci is uh, maybe... No, he is. I've said it. I've declared it earlier. He's the most evil man ever in the history of the world. I really believe it. You ever been to a funeral with a small coffin? That is the worst. And this guy, yeah, like, was, he was enjoying this experience because he was making millions of dollars off the contracts from it. And he was testing yeah. these experimental HIV vaccines and, and drugs, which he also tested on a lot of the gay population. If you look back on protests from the 80s during the AIDS pandemic uh, or when it broke out, which it, a lot of evidence says it came out of Fort Detrick through Fauci's experiments, uh, you know, he poisoned and killed a huge swath of gay men just testing vaccines that he claimed. It was AZT, if I believe, or if I'm not it mistaken. And it makes sense that it came out of the lab just because, like, the reaction to AIDS was just like this one. It was the exact same was, reaction. Like, you, got, you guys treated everybody like they were susceptible, and really it was just gay men. Well, you know what? They just got the terminology wrong back then. They were supposed to say men who have sex <laughs> with other men, right? Oh, that, that, was the, that was the main flaw. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where they dropped the ball on the AIDS <laughs> epidemic. Right? I think you nailed it. <laughs> they, they, they fucked it up, man. They should have said men who have sex with other men. <laughs> Well, uh, <laughs> well, the good news is now they can get married if you're a man who has sex with other men. Oh, wow. Good call. And I, I'm, Even in the church. This is absolutely true. Did, was this a big deal back in the, uh, the Chicagoland area? It's a big deal for me. All right. And I'm not even religious. From around the world, <laughs> bishops gathering and sometimes clashing on hot-button issues. But the biggest bombshell dropped before the synod even began, with Francis this week publishing a letter opening the door for priests to bless same-sex unions. We cannot be judges who only deny, reject, and exclude, declared the pontiff. As queer people, we want to believe that God blesses our love. Jamie Manson, the women's rights activist. No, I know it's um. He doesn't. I'm sorry, he doesn't. There's this book. Listen, I understand the legal <laughs> marriage, 
you guys want the equal rights i as as a uh as a true libertarian i actually i agree you should get equal rights fine but this is the church and the you know the reason that christianity is a great way to raise kids just like you know judaism and all the rest is it has solid morals set in stone you know yeah actually literally set in stone it was called the 10 commandments i don't know if anyone <laughs> has heard of these things before just you know these ideas written in stone but one of the you know the hardest part about growing up is you know everything's so confusing you don't know where to turn one of the things religion is good about is it's fucking solid you know it it never changes it's always the same you know never wavers yeah it's based on ancient concepts um and and it's inarguable why is it wrong god said so okay can't even argue it (laughs) that's right dude (laughs) yeah and it's just old ideas man like uh do we have to change everything old can we have some things that are left to the past and relics that we can you know enjoy for what they were when they were created must we change everything like the whole, and I think we've kind of just lost the idea of what that religion really is. I mean, the religion is there for you to live a good life, right? And for 2,000 years, this worked without yes. the gay marriage. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I, it's right? just, I, again, I, I, you know, it's yeah. almost seems like you guys want to change the words in the book. We're like almost there, right? We're, we're at a new King James moment. And it, and I like specifically remember this was one of those things. This was one of those uh, where the UN promised they wouldn't go into Ukraine. Same thing with the gays. We don't want to be in the religion. We don't want to get married in the church. We just that's want right. the legal marriage. Yes. Right. Then we give you the legal marriage. And now that's it. Now we got to accept you into the church. It's going to be the synagogues. It's going to be the mosques. They're going to be forced. Then when you, they don't want it, it's going to be forced down by the government. That's insane. I think we all know it'll never reach the mosques. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, dude. That, that might be the final Probably. battleground. <laughs> Probably right on that one. I don't think it'll ever get there. I'm, and not even the synagogues, actually, now that I oh, think about it. They'll, they'll blow that shit up to the ground. That's what, what I'm mean? saying. They, they will, they will yeah. blow themselves to heaven uh, in, in order to stop that from happening. I, I, I truly yeah. believe. Which... It, Maybe that's where we kind of went a little wrong there, Christians. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's put our foot down a little bit. You know, stand on you the ground. You men dressed as women want to come in here. He starts typing numbers on his cell phone, and you just hear, beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Was that Jack Bauer? <laughs> it's 24. We only got 24 hours. We got 24 hours to save the planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on in. Actually, call all your friends over, too. Beep, beep. <laughs> Jack Bauer always had that slick, tiny little cell phone. I wish I had that now. The cell phones now are just huge. I can't handle them anymore. I miss the old, tiny, black cell phone. Jack Bauer. Never, uh, never he, watched the 24. You never watched the 24, man? Uh, it was awesome. They would, it was a very revolutionary show, dude. They, you know, it was, well, you know it was in real time, so each hour was an hour. Right. I know, and I was, dude, you, you like beat me to it. That's why I never watched it, because every guy out there gave me that gay ass fucking line. That's what I'm saying. Like, That's why I did it in the in the guy voice, right? 
Yeah. Every hour's an hour. Oh, dude. At the end of the season, we're going to do 24 of 24. <laughs> So we're gonna, oh yeah, we're all gonna get into this room and we're gonna watch 24 hours of 24. I gotta be honest, because of where we are now, looking back, uh, 24 was just like this macho, adrenaline-fueled, like, Kiefer Sutherland. He's got 24 hours. He's going to kill every terrorist in his path and torture them. He's going to get the truth and find the bomb, and he's saving America, baby. Like, that wouldn't happen now. We don't have that in our culture, so I kind of miss that, actually. Mm. Well, first of all, Jack Bauer would have to be Jackie Bauer, a black lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> See, exactly, exactly. May or may not have been born a woman, but is currently a black fem- uh, black lesbian. <laughs> See, that's, that's what I was, like, looking back yeah. now on 24, like, yeah, it was cheesy, it was over-masculine, and, you know, it was just kind of ridiculous, and they went too too long with the seasons, you know? Like, how many times yeah, do you have 24 true. hours to save the world? It's kind of silly, but, you know... <laughs> now with the crap we have on black wonder years you know what i'm saying like <laughs> whatever anthony oh, Anderson's doing cleaning up. That's right. Right. <laughs> and like it's game shows and golden bachelor that's what we're watching now you know like it's <laughs> you know it's kind of, i miss i missed 24 that was kind of fun <laughs> you know what i was driving on the highway they had all these advert all these uh billboards for golden bachelor oh you wow know what they need to do it's just a uh, blue collar bachelor, like in really blue collar. I mean, go. F- we need to start doing the game show of like the thirty to thirty five year old. I like this. And, yeah. just, and just call it the Bachelor Last Chance. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you get all these like thirty to thirty five. They're just they're out of shape. You know, so most of them look forty, and they're just it's their last chance, man. Otherwise. That's it. I like that. I think that's a good one. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. The ratings might be, you know, maybe those could be high in the ratings, actually, when I really kind of... get, like, average-looking people, you know? <laughs> you can't get average people on TV, man. That's just uh, nobody wants Yeah, that. high def killed that. The high def killed it's that. It's over. You got to be gorgeous. It's all porn stars at this point. But I was thinking more, like, and I feel like they did this... They did a show Average Joe many years ago on Fox. I know, and Average Joe and he was, was cl- 6'5", <laughs> 32 years old, six-pack, huge packs, <laughs> giant biceps, perfect hair, full head of hair, no plugs, natural. I mean, like, dude, that's Average Joe. In the meantime, I'm looking around the work site. You know what I mean? <laughs> Average Joe, dude. <laughs> dude, Average Joe has got a little pudge hanging over his belt. A little, you know, a little too much hair on the back. A little too few hairs on the head. Got like a permanent mustard stain on those jeans. Yeah, it's been there for a couple of years. Every morning I put a shirt on. I get to by the time I get to the car, there is a stain. <laughs> I go from my I go from my front door to the car. I got a stain. I don't know how it happens. <laughs> it's- 
That is the plight of the average man, though. You just you can't wear white clothes. You got you can only wear dark hued clothing because you're always gonna stain yourself on some level, no matter what you do. If I get a new pair of pants, I buy these pants that are literally they're like 120 bucks. I love them; they're great. First thing I do is I I just throw them in the garbage, rub them around. Because I know if I don't, if I try to keep them clean, I'm gonna get the worst shit possible on them. Just. Bite the bullet, rip the bandaid up, you know what I mean? Just rub him in shit day one. Yeah, it's a good idea. I, I'm big on the mustard stains. It always happens. I don't know what it is. <laughs> something, po- really ha- something really happens. Dude. I made it from 1987 to, 2000 <laughs> to 2017. No stains on my shirt when I ate. That's right. No, just... You hit 30 years old, you get a little bit of a gut, and that's it. It's and over. It's like... <laughs> It's not even that. You don't even have to have the gut. It's just something happens with your motor functions, man. I think you just like you, you just like forget your chewing or something. I don't know what's going on. I spent thirty years making fun of my dad for the food stain. <laughs> Turn thirty, December second. I got a food stain. It's nonstop ever since. It's never left. <laughs> it's incredible. And then thirty-five, the stains move to your underwear. It's crazy. I mean, I told you, we were, we're out of that crab place in Baltimore. I'm out with the whole family. We just got engaged. We were having a great time, and uh, I've never really eaten crabs before, like my second time, and everyone's making fun of me because I'm struggling, and then the butter just pours all over my the shirt. I've just got this butter stain <laughs> the front of my shirt. You, you can't get butter out, by the way. That's just, that's a spot. Uh, the shirt looks like that forever. <laughs> no, that shirt just became a rag. It became a running shirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's my workout shirt now, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you want more gay, Pope? Or uh, Oh, let's do it. Let's get yeah. gay. Catholic says the change opens the church tent for LGBTQ couples, like her and her partner of four years. Affirming and embracing everyone only makes the church stronger. It is a very slim minority of Catholics who are opposed to same-sex unions. That's what they wish, but it's not. Father Gerald Murray is a conservative priest from Manhattan. For the Pope to say that priests and bishops can find a way to do this, it's wrong. He shouldn't do it. What's the harm in making this, a, this tent, so to speak, bigger for more people? The harm is that it contradicts Catholic teaching. American yeah. conservative leaders yeah, in the Catholic Church have warned that if Francis doesn't simple doctrine, we, we, we kind of have this book split. that was written a long time ago. You know, <laughs> can't change it. There's no amendments to the Bible. In his homily to open the meeting, Francis made it clear where his focus lies. Tutti, tutti, tutti. He said, everyone, everyone, everyone must be allowed in. This summer, Pope Francis called some of his conservative critics in the U.S. backwards. As for blessing same-sex unions, mm. Pope Francis says this shouldn't give the impression that they're on par with heterosexual marriages, still the only marriages the Catholic Church recognizes. Did, uh, did the Pope come to Boys Town recently? I think this guy saw how much money gay couples have. I think that's what's going on here. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you got two male incomes, no kids? Great call, money. because they Those love passing around that basket. A little collection going on here. Come uh, on, give me that cash, baby. <laughs> yeah, trust me, man. I used to work in Boys Town. Those guys got money. Uh, the Pope is gay. Uh, a lot of folks out there in the uh, Twitterverse, I always see, sorry, the X-verse, uh, formerly Twitter, uh, they often say that this new Pope, 
not a, an actual religious fella, not a, uh, you know, kind of, um, whatever, a connector, a corridor, if you will, to God. Ooh, uh, that's right, callback. Call yeah, and so uh, I... I'm just thinking that uh, I've I've seen a lot of stuff that this guy might be a little bit on the satanic side, you know, and people aren't like trusting the Pope because he's bringing in all these new age woke ideas, man. Wow, yeah. So he could be a little bit of a, a devil dude. Mm. I don't know. I I don't know much too much about that kind of stuff to uh, go down that route. I know route, enough to you know, know I'm against it. I don't I, I don't like religions changing. You know? Well, lately, right, everything is changing rapidly and not for the better. And so the more it gets worse, I feel as if the we're all kind of looking back and thinking, well, maybe we should tether ourselves to those older traditions and those older ideas and we'll kind of uh, right this ship a little bit. And, and, so, and, you well, you, you cannot argue there's no country wealthier than America, right? So we have it all. Right, and then you can't, you cannot argue. There's no country further from any religion than America, right? Oh yeah. So we're we're, we're just we're free of all those religious tie downs, and we have it all, and we're the most miserable people on earth. That's right. We we are the unhappiest, most drugged up people on earth. Oh yeah. Right. So that should tell you something. Maybe the money's not as important as the religious connection. You know, not, it's the things that religion, every religion has the basic fundamentals of, you know, honor your parents, be, you know, stay in touch with the family. It's all about family, community. Those are the things that make you happy. Well, religion's at its lowest point, or at least worship and spirituality here in America, you know, than it has ever been. And so it's obvious that we've turned to other forms of, uh, you know, uh, deities, right? Like we, we have our, uh, science and our pharmaceuticals, you know, and that's kind of, uh, what we have and our, and our (laughs) idols, our our false idols now are athletes. Right. And so like we we don't, we idolize sports and and we worship drugs and, and the pharmaceuticals and medicine and science and, we we no longer have this need for God in this world. I really think like you know in the old days you would you would if you told your mom or something you were depressed they'd probably tell you go talk to the priest. Wow. Like, what would the what would the priest tell you? To, you need to pray, right? Oh yeah. Maybe read the Bible and I just I don't know I just think there were other things that like uh, yeah we definitely replaced religion with pharmaceuticals. Well, <laughs> and not even not even necessarily religion. We we replaced all the things religion teaches you are important, like the family and the community and everything. We replaced those things with pharmaceuticals and science. And the idols of ours are these athletes. Uh, and honestly, athletes like uh, Travis Kelsey, who is in the let's news move on to Ukraine. Uh, you guys are. Oh man, sorry, <laughs> that my bad. Travis Kelsey has been in the news uh, every single day with the Taylor Swift stuff, and uh, I have a quick clip of Aaron Rodgers discussing the game against the Chiefs, and I thought you would really enjoy this. Didn't have a crazy game, and uh, you know, Mr. Pfizer, we kind of shut him down yeah! a little bit. He didn't have you know his like crazy <laughs> impact game. Obviously, he had you know some yards and stuff, but 
I felt like for the most part, you know, we played really tough on defense. All right, so he called Travis Kelsey Mr. Pfizer, and I brought this up <laughs> on a previous episode. The, uh, I have the the Kelsey commercial. Are you ready? Oh, nice. Yes, yeah. I found it, and this is why Aaron Rodgers is referring to Travis Kelsey as Mr. Pfizer. And this is why I believe he's so much in the news and why – Taylor Swift is involved and all this stuff. A lot of attention to these two. Travis, did you know you can get this season's COVID-19 shot when you get your flu shot? Oh, two things at once. Two things at once! Two things at once! I'll have the... Two things at once, please. Now, back to two things at once. Two things at once. That's not two things at once. Mom! Travis, ask about getting this season's COVID-19 shot when getting your flu shot. Yeah! All right. Mr. Schill for the Pfizer uh. vaccine. Oh, yeah. And this is why I, as a Bears fan, I know, I know, I know. Mm. I love the Aaron Rodgers. It's true. I have since 2020. The guy was one of the very few outspoken individuals in the public atmosphere preaching for the rest of us. Uh, about the uncertainty behind the vaccine and why yeah. he was unwilling to get it. And he was saying what we were all thinking, and it was nice having somebody out there uh, taking the heat, honestly, on a public level. And then you got this Dingleberry doing this ridiculous commercial collecting checks from Pfizer, right? And all of a sudden, what happened this season, man? Aaron Rodgers goes down in the fourth play with an ankle injury, and this guy is all <laughs> over every channel and every news station because he's dating Taylor Swift. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Come on, man. Uh, you think it's a setup? I think it was a hit job on Aaron Rodgers. They perf- oh, they purposely- Tanya Hardy? Yes, I think they purposefully sent out that player to injure him. He, he was attacked, and they were going to injure him no matter what in that game, and they took him uh, out. I even think, I'll take it a step further, I think even the field was purposely messed up, right? You know me, uh, I love my chemtrails, and I always talk about them. I, it was very rainy that weekend, and I bet you they were chemtrailing like crazy, geoengineering, making some crazy weather, messing up the turf and the soil, knowing Aaron Rodgers would bust his ankle on one of those plays, right? Wow, uh, yeah. Mess up That's the anti-vaxxer's career, and then... Now we have an open moment to just boost this vaxxer guy. And you know, and you know I what? use boost. He needs for... a girl on his arm. Bring in Taylor. Oh, yeah. Bring in Taylor Swift. She's uh. always game to get some uh, attention and, you know, boost her ratings and likes on social media. And, of course, she's a running a billion-dollar tour. So, yeah, you know, she doesn't mind making a little bit of uh, extra dough on selling some oh, New Balance. crazy. Dude, and you know what? Uh, bringing up Aaron Rodgers and the COVID thing, it reminded me of the Joe Rogan thing. And uh, do you know what happened and nobody talked about? I didn't. I missed it. This was like a couple months ago. The World Health Organization approved ivermectin as a uh, treatment for COVID. Wow. Yeah, dude. Hey, yeah. <laughs> the WHO just quietly slipped that one through. Can we get a comment from Dr. Joe Rogan, please? 
I'd like to know uh, uh, what he is. How about us. Sanjay Gupta? Oh! How do you feel about this one? <laughs> Old Sanjay Dr. Gupta? Oh, yeah! <laughs> That's right, Sanjay. Eat it!